And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, from the Okanagan wine country to Fort Nelson and Fort St. John and all other 20 cities across our BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, Today we're on location. Uh, We are at the spectacular Garnet Valley Ranch, the Okanagan Crush Pads Garnet Valley Ranch. Our host is Christine Coletta. She's the co-founder of Okanagan Crush Pad Winery and Garnet Valley Ranch, where we are now. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, we're so excited to have you and to be back here at this incredible, incredible property. Do you remember the first time you were here? I sure do. And it, it well, it, it looks the same, which I'm happy about, but of course, <laughs> there's a, been a lot of development. Definitely, but thoughtful development. Yeah. How did you find this place in the beginning? And where are we? Let me tell listeners exactly where we are. We're about 10 minutes outside of the town of Summerland mm-hmm. on a back road called Garnet Valley, and it is a beautiful, spectacular winding road. We have 320 acres here, and if you go exactly east of our property, you'll pop onto Greta Ranch and the Fitzpatrick Winery. Right. And if you go in the other direction, you pop onto the lake. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a fantastic property. You had a vision. Uh, I remember I was here with our old friend David Schofield, Alberto Antonini, all these people were here early on. What was the vision then to, for this property? And We started looking for the property in 2012, and at Pedro's uh, advice, we were looking for virgin land that had never been uh, planted or uh, farmed with uh, pesticides or herbicides. Yeah. So we wanted a clean slate. And as you know, in the Okanagan, it's very difficult to find that. Uh, the vision has always been for our organic farming and also for biodiversity and to not just have a monoculture of vineyards, but to integrate with other um, products. So when you came, so in the end, when you decided to plant, then what what was the start? What are you? What's in the ground here at uh, Garnet Valley that's we've been patiently waiting for? <laughs> yes, uh, we have Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Riesling. Those were the first plantings. Yeah, and then Pinot Meunier, mm-hmm. more Pinot Noir and Chardonnay for sparkling wine. Yeah, and uh, a little bit of Gamay and yeah. Chenin Blanc. I know we're going to talk later, but we spotted a higher vineyard up now, uh, further up the back. And it was a site we talked about very early on that now you've got some Chardonnay going in there as well. Yes, and so Dr. Pedro Pera from Chile, who helped us design the vineyards, mm-hmm. uh, that is one of his favorite little spots on the property. Mm. So. And how about these furry little guys that run around here? Yes, there's a small one, four-month-old yeah. Great Pyrenees named Bellamy, and there's two larger ones, and their job is to protect the property. And they're very good at keeping bears away. They're highly annoying. Mm-hmm. So bears just decide to go somewhere else. They they actually live all night. Or, or they're up oh. all night and sleep all day. Yes, they are. And so if you'd like to babysit them for a week or so, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> We're always looking for people. Oh, I have plenty to do. <laughs> Uh, well, just before we wrap this up, now we're underneath this incredible new uh, uh, outlook here, I think. Yes. We could call it that. That is what we're calling it. It is the outlook. Yeah. And this is for our club members and VIPs. Yeah. And it's a private space that uh, will be finished um, in the spring mm-hmm. and ready to operate. Uh, well, we got a big show coming up today. Uh, not only are we going to talk about wine, we're going to talk about uh, vegetables, organic vegetables. We're going to talk about... Uh, 
lavender. Yes. And, of course, we're going to talk a lot about wine. Live from Garnet Valley, <coughs> our guest has been uh, Christine Coletta. She's not going anywhere. She'll be back. We're going to taste some wine and talk more about what's happening here at really one of the most spectacular properties in the Okanagan Valley. You're listening to BC Food and Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gismondi. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. The flavors of the region come alive at 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Asuyas. Enjoy lakeside dining inside or outside on the patio. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to offer up top-notch, seasonal, and locally inspired menus to complement the unmatched views of beautiful Lake Asuyas. For an unforgettable dining experience, 15 Park Bistro is the lakeside place to be. Now open for breakfast Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8. To find out more, visit 15parkbistro.com. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the big city and relax in the beautiful and peaceful South Okanagan. Enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region, including 180 of BC's finest wineries. From Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to the Naramata Bench to Okanagan Falls and Skaha Lake's Heart of Wine Country, down to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. For community information, wine regions, and more trip inspiration, visit SouthOkanagan.com. It's time to create new memories in the South Okanagan you remember. As someone who is starting or adding to their wine or spirits collection, you recognize your choice of a reputable supplier is paramount. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers buyers a safe, inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. They're experts in the field, and all of their offerings are meticulously sourced from private sellers across Canada. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. From the Save On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, and a shout out to all 20 cities on our network across the province, including Kitimat, Revelstoke, and Trail. And today we're on location at Okanagan Crush Pad's Garnet Valley Ranch, just up above the town of Summerland. Our guests are Christine Coletta. She's the co-founder of Okanagan Crush Pad. And uh, we're joined by Daryl Brooker, who's the new CEO. Hello. Uh, welcome to the show, Daryl. Thank you. Happy to be here. There's kind of a powerhouse duo here. Who, who's, the, who's the bigger power? Oh, Christine. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I, I think it depends on the day. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm, I'm really owning Saturday and Sunday, yep. and Daryl's doing Monday to Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we know Daryl from many years at uh, Mission Hill, Cedar Creek, and, of course, uh, was also a very important producer of wine in Ontario, a maker of wine in Ontario. What do you make of this wild spot? Oh, I love it. It was a big attraction for me. I remember coming out here in 2014, 
uh, when Pedro Parra had, I don't know, maybe 100 uh, pits dug. And yeah. uh, I, w- I was fascinated by the property then and have yeah. been ever since. It's, yeah. It looks like it's in great shape. Uh, how would you describe the, the property to people in terms of, there's a lot of slopes. Yeah, a heap of slopes and uh, high elevation uh, or changing elevation is probably the best way to put it. Yeah. And with that comes changing soil types as well. So yeah. it's really, you know, if we thought about up and down the valley, this is like five vineyards in one, which is exciting yeah. for, a, for a wine producer. Yeah, but I mean, you, you worked in Golden Mile down south. You've been up north too. This is a, a, a different ecosystem too. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean... Geographically and soil type and weather type, it's closer to the north, but it's uh, you know, it's it's just more extreme, and I think that's more exciting. Yeah, and Chris, you one of the ideas was not to plant blocks, like not to mono plant the entire valley. You've done some really cool stuff. When we look at the vineyards, they look more like islands. Exactly. And, yes. And that's for wildlife. Uh, we also didn't want to move the earth. Uh, yeah. We learned from uh, past experiences that it takes about 10 years to recover when you do that. Yeah. And so basically we moved the soil six inches in either direction. Mm-hmm. And if we had to do more extreme work than that, we just left it. Yeah. So you'll see there's these beautiful islands with a lot of uh, wild uh, habitat around each. All right. Uh I want you to explain a little bit about the wine labels because we're going to taste a wine called Freeform, which I don't think is from Garnet. But mm, uh, so, it is. <laughs> so tell us, is, is this from Garnet now? It is. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we have several labels. Yeah. And uh, uh, featured at this property will be our Freeform label, which is our low intervention wines, and then an also also a new label that we're introducing, Garnet Valley Ranch. Okay, low intervention. Are you a fan of that, uh, Daryl? I am. I yeah. am. I mean, it's the way wine should be made. So, yeah, yeah big fan of low So how is this wine made? Because Van Gris is not, it's not a well-known name for people. How would you describe this? The, the, we've got two wines, by the way, the 2020 and the 2021 in front of us. Yeah, it's quite it's quite unique. It, it's really made like you might make a rosé. So it's 100% Pinot Noir uh, here from the Garner Valley Ranch. And it's whole bunch pressed, uh, meaning you get a little bit of colour and a little bit of tannin, but not too much. And then this is fermented in concrete and, and finished, aged in concrete before bubbling. They're quite different, mm. even in color. Well, they normally have a, a good hit of color of, of Angry, but yeah. very different styles, just maybe vintage-related. Like the, it, the 20 seems like a broader style. Mostly vintage-related. The 2021 was picked a little bit earlier, a little bit brighter, the 2020, and the season allowed it. It, it was a really warm September in 2020, and so we could hang the grapes a little bit longer as well. So uh, a little more color in the 2020 as well, uh, purely because it was a deeper, richer wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the planting continues here, Chris. What, how will it roll out, or is it pretty much where you need it now, or...? There's never enough. <laughs> so we actually have um, what we call block uh, A to F right. planted. And then we swing over. Um, by the way, I'm a marketing person, so I really have to work on those names. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll swing over to a new area where we have anywhere between 30 and 40 acres to plant. So that's our next move. That'll be block something or other. The, I think I can come up with some names by then. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. I, I was just going to call the whole thing the Coletta Vineyard. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll come up with something a little more exciting. But that's our next step. But it involves a completely different infrastructure than mm-hmm. what we have now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and in, in terms of the Garnet Valley wines that, you know, we've all been waiting for the Pinot Noir, the Chardonnay and all that to come on come on stream. How is that rolling out now? Like this is year for, for actual fruit. 
Is this the third or fourth year? This is about the fourth year. So some of the earlier wines we made uh, sparkling wine from, Mm -hmm. and we now actually have table wine in the bottle with its own Garnet Valley label. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Daryl, is it important? Like when I was young, I was told, you know, we studied Bordeaux and the vines had to be, they didn't do anything until they were like 20 years old and blah, blah, blah. How how do you see in the new world how vines produce and when yeah i think vine age is important but it's not to say you can't make very good wine from younger vines the vines just get older the wine gets uh wiser let's say and uh and and i think the wine evolves over time but some of the great wines around the especially around the new world come from relatively young vines and when i say relatively young you know Mm -hmm. we're we're getting close to 10 years from the first plantings out of here and Mm -hmm. uh uh, I think by year six, year seven, you really start to see what a vineyard can do. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the farming, about uh, organics, about uh, the less is more philosophy here. Uh, well, at all of the properties, uh, you're still strong on that, obviously. Very much so. And uh, I think we get better at it every year and the vines get healthier. And it's, uh, it's just really lovely to come onto the property and see it in its natural state. Um, We've bought new equipment so that we can deal with some of the issues we have, leafhopper being one of them. Uh, we've done things, if you look out onto the vineyard, you'll see some yellow tape. Yeah. Those are on the rows so that that attracts uh, the leafhoppers. And so there's all these different uh, tools that we can use uh, to really sort of uh, take care of the, the pests that we have that uh, we mm-hmm. can't deal with. Uh, well in our organic farming, yeah. leafhopper being the, num- the number one. The number one. Mm-hmm. I always ask uh, the winemaker, so, okay, so you're organic. What does that mean for me, though? I'm the consumer, and what what am I getting out of this deal? Yeah, I think uh, first and foremost, you know that the that the grapes have been grown to a certain standard. You know that we we choose to certify um, just because we we want to stand behind what we say we are, and the grapes are grown to a certain standard. But it doesn't guarantee that you're getting a certain type of wine. You know that's that's up to the winery and the winemaker and and you know the way that we communicate with the consumer. But but it does achieve a standard, and you know that we haven't used pesticides and herbicides. Mm-hmm. And Chris, the valley is gone. Is kind of picking up on that i think in a big way very much so and it's very exciting to see and i think daryl we did the math and probably about 25 percent of the entire vineyards planted in the okanagan in the okanagan will be organic certified which would be among some of the highest in the world then in percentage planted i think it would put us at the high obviously we're a very small region so not by total acres but by percentage we would be close to the highest in the world yeah uh Chris Collette and Daryl Brooker from uh, live this morning from Garnet Valley Ranch. Uh, it's getting cold. Uh, harvest is close. Well, some people are picking. Some people are waiting. I mean, at this point in October, I think we, we, we hope that uh, the majority of the fruit is in. Uh, are you confident you're going to get this crop in? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, We are a later site, so we're, we're always picking quite late in the season, and yeah. we like that. We get more hang time, and that's important uh, because we're also higher, higher elevation and further north. So we will always be one of the later to pick, but uh, usually by the first week of November we have the vineyard completely picked. And, and you don't worry too much about that? No, no, not at all. I think uh, I would worry if sugar was accumulating <laughs> uh, too much. Chris but, worries about uh, it. Yeah. You don't worry about it. <laughs> no. 
But but uh, you have that experience of hang time. What's the difference between long hang time and, and not getting sugar or getting sugar? Like the, that's the trick, I think. It, it is a trick, you know. As you you can't do it in a really warm vineyard site because your sugars get too high and you have too high in alcohol. Yeah. Even on a really warm year here, our alcohols would top out at around twelve and a half percent. So mm-hmm. we can hang the grapes, get more flavor development without the alcohol getting too high, without the sugar getting too high, and then the corresponding alcohol. Yeah. Easy to sell organic wine now or easier? Getting easier, yes. Yeah. People understand that organic wine, organic food, so they understand the food process now, and I think they're understanding that the same values go into making wine. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I like it from many points of view. One, it's a great place to work for the people <laughs> that work there. And I think the the flavor does, uh, there's, an, there's an increased amount of flavor in the wine good flavors from from uh, farming that way so mm-hmm. okay we're going to take a quick break because we, we're going to talk about a bunch of wines today and a lot of things happening here up at uh, garnet valley ranch just uh, uh how many kilometers are we from summerland about five or eight or nobody knows they just drive the road we every just day. drive it i think it's 10 yeah mm-hmm. yeah just off the road uh and eventually maybe people will be able to come up here at least uh club members will get here Definitely. Maybe starting, someday it'll be... Starting this weekend, we'll have a few people up, and then in the spring, we'll be open and ready ready for yeah. visitors. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back here. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismani, and we're live from Garnet Valley Ranch in Summerland. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place to relax, take your time, enjoy our beautiful fall weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With over 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight local craft breweries and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for a peaceful fall getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room and restaurant hours, and for even more trip inspiration, head to visitpenticton.com. It's the most colorful time of the year. And the same goes for wine. At Save On Foods, fall means a shift to deep reds and fuller-bodied whites. Discover more than 1,300 BC VQA wines all in one place. And right now, pick up any four bottles at Save On Foods and get 10% off your purchase. Because nothing pairs with the cool air quite like a fantastic local vino. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods with 22 locations. Find yours at saveonfoods.com. Gentle hills and secluded valleys, an ideal climate, and modern vineyard management. These are the foundations used to create Einzweis Zero Sparkling Riesling from Lights. Made with the same grapes and care that go into their award-winning regular Rieslings, Einzweis Zero captures the important natural aromas and remarkable properties of the terroir while still being refreshing, delicious, and absolutely alcohol-free. Einzweis Zero Sparkling Riesling from Lights. For details, visit softcrush.ca. Life in the Okanagan. Great food, fine wine, fabulous views. You can have it all at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. Enjoy the stunning vistas that add an unmistakable excellence to your wine tasting experience. Or step inside the Modest Butcher for some signature delicious dishes from the menu. Reservations are recommended, but walk-ins are always welcome. To find out more, go to mtboucherie and modestbutcher.com. From our Save On Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, 
Here's Anthony Gismondi. Oh girl, I like you. I do. I wanna be a friend of shopping in a bins. I like you. I do. Hello, British Columbia. We're on the road today. Uh, we're on location at Okanagan Crush Pads Garnet Valley Ranch, just above the town of Summerland. Uh, our guests are Dale Brooker. He's the CEO here at Okanagan Crush Pad, and of course, co-founder Chris Coletta joins us as well. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about international wineries for climate action. Uh, I, I had been, you know, watching them and, and looking at everybody, and I'd had this sort of chat with with. Uh, Miguel Torres about you know how many Canadians went in and he told me none uh, <laughs> last year and I said well that's crazy we we need somebody in there you're you're trying to get in now or how, how, let's start how how does it work if you want to get in yeah so we first of all uh, you have to apply and then you you have an interview process to, and that's really just to show that you're that you're committed to to the initiative and uh, so we've we've joined as an applicant member and then we have uh, about another six months to to complete our application, which means we do an inventory of our greenhouse gases, and then we become a member mm. after that. Yeah. And what's an inventory of greenhouse gases? What does that mean? Yeah, it, it, it's very, very detailed, but it's looking at all aspects of your business and what your greenhouse gas emissions uh, or your carbon footprint is today. Mm-hmm. And then our commitment is to lower that uh, by 3% per year, which sounds like a small amount, but it's actually a lot. So a 30% reduction effectively by 2030 and then uh, net zero by 2050. Wow. How are you going to do that, Chris? Well, I guess we'll get rid of our private plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. And your helicopter. And our helicopters and start to yeah. traveling in economy. Uh, there's all sorts of different ways. They look at and they measure the uh, uh, the distance that your employees come to work mm. and the impact of uh, uh, their fuel cost. Yeah. And uh, there's there's just tons of different things that we can do. Uh, can you go areas. like electric at like electric cars? Uh, oh yeah, definitely for people at the winery. Solar panels for stuff. Yes, solar panels, and then even down to packaging. And mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty of this group is that um, it's very collaborative, and people share mm-hmm. what uh, successful experiences they've had making. Uh, alterations well it's a pretty impressive group of people so i think it'd be fun to be in there and it'd be lovely to have them all come out here and sit at this outlook one day and uh, have a meeting in canada yeah yeah definitely i think they'd be just blown away by what they see oh yeah and and you're right it's an amazing global group and from large to small and everyone's sharing ideas to help each other okay i'm big on okay that sounds great but what's in it for me sort of as as the the buyer the consumer so let's talk about this really interesting project chris and what's happening with your bottles in your sparkling wine here right well as you know um sparkling wine is always packaged in heavier bottles yeah and uh, we uh, came across a bottle that we could use for sparkling wine, so it's under pressure. And it basically cuts 12 pounds um, of weight off of a case of wine. Mm-hmm. So we've tested it, we've trialed it out, we've sent it to people to evaluate the quality because obviously we don't want to compromise quality. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do believe you've tried I, this wine yourself. I did quite an extensive test myself, uh, not scientific, but... The stuff that I do every day, so that's what I counted on. Uh, well, let's talk about the wine. The narrative—it's the narrative XC, sparkling wine. Yes. So the the one that's under screw cap now, instead of uh, uh, just a crown cap, that bottle is—it's almost identical in size, eh? 
Maybe it's, would you say it's bigger than a regular bottle or just thicker? Or Yeah, it's more like a traditional Chardonnay bottle, just a little bit thicker to hold the pressure, but, uh, and ever so slightly bigger than a regular bottle, but, yeah. but way smaller. What's than the a bottle weight uh, of the new bottle? We're, we're about uh, 600 grams, which yeah. is very light for a sparkling. Yeah. yeah. And what would a sparkling be normally? Uh, 900, uh, sometimes over a yeah. kilo. Yeah. So what, what, I'll tell you what I found. What I loved about it, first of all, uh, you can open it really easily. Mm. A lot of people, you know, Crown Cap's easy, but it terrifies people too because they don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But they seem like they have more control when you're snapping the... Uh, but I didn't, I, I wasn't sure that that would hold the sparkle, hold, hold the mousse, but it was fine. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, it's it's rated, and we have to be careful of our pressure, which we do, which we make sure we are during the winemaking process. But it's also you can put that screw cap back on. We all know what a pain it is when you open a sparkling and you want to have some the next yeah. day. And exactly what I did, and I did it for three days, and I tasted the wine for three days in a row, and I found no difference in the in the mousse, the persistence of the mousse or the flavor. So I was like just blown away. That's it. Is that the first time a bottle's ever lasted your three days? Yeah, well, <laughs> I had to beat a lot of people off. Were, I but I said, I kept putting it back in the fridge and said, don't anybody touch this wine, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, the wine's delicious. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. What's that all about narrative? That's another line. The narrative line is uh, basically expressing the story of the Okanagan from north to south. Mm-hmm. And so we're... Uh, we get grapes from some contract growers in addition to our own vineyards, and uh, that's narrative. That's narrative. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the color, and I love the flavor, and I just thought, wow, this wine, it's going to happen. So will we see this now, or how, how will that roll out? Yeah, as of our next vintage, 2022, so the the harvest we're in right now, uh, it will all be bottled under the screw cap. Um, and, you know, we're talking about greenhouse gas emissions, and packaging is, for any winery, packaging is about one-third of their carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. And so this was a, you know, this was a big initiative for us and, and very important for us. Yeah. Uh, will that make you think more about your other bottles now? Uh, just like the Pinots and the Chardonnays and all that? Definitely. We have always sort of focused on lightweight glass, mm-hmm. and we're not looking for those naughty heavy bottles, uh, yeah. as you know. And um, it, it's very important to us that uh, you know we do our part. I think we need to express to the consumer that the weight of a bottle doesn't uh, equal quality, yeah. and they have to get their heads around that. That's a big issue, though. It's it is. not easy. It is, but we talked about global initiative. That's why having these amazing wineries from around the world, you know, great champagne houses being part of IWCA, they're all looking at the same things we're looking at. We're sharing mm-hmm. these ideas on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And that'll be something going forward, I guess, as you become a member of the group that you'll you'll get inside info on, on uh, all of this stuff. Which basically is to try and save the earth in the end. That's exactly. That's the, the end run of the whole story. And even as an applicant member, we're, we're invited to all the meetings, all the idea sharing. They're, they're the most amazing meetings I've been to. And they're all online, but they're, they're incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, just people from all around the world sharing their initiatives and yeah. passing on good ideas. Let's talk about bees. That's new here. Well, I didn't realize that Daryl was the bee king, but he is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just thought he was the grape king, but... Uh, 
uh, yeah, over to you. This was your great idea. Yeah, so, uh, you know, bees are so important to have in uh, in the vineyard, but also on any working farm and in any environment. And yeah. we've, we've got an amazing vegetable, uh, you know, uh, acreage and vegetable garden down below us as well, which I know you'll talk about. Yeah. And uh, so, and lavender over over here as well. Um, so having bees on the on the property was really important, but the biggest issue was bears. You know, I, I learned bears love honey, apparently. So, oh, uh, so they raid the bee boxes. They do. So, yeah, the, the first times I used bees in the vineyard to put out the bee boxes, they lasted about two days. Uh, <laughs> and then they were all knocked over and destroyed. So trying to think outside the box, we wow. got a uh, we got a, a shipping container and we cut the sides and we have wire mesh. So, so the bees can come and go, but the bears can't get in. And uh, so we'll, that just arrived last week and uh, wow. we'll fill that with about uh, 15 beehives. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. Will they stay there all winter, or how does that work? Yeah, we're, we're going to work that out. We probably will leave them there for the winter. It can get quite cold, so taking them to a warmer environment. But our beekeeper's coming out this afternoon, so we're going to work through you know, how, we'll, how we'll handle the winter. Yeah. But there'll be a bit of trial and error in there, I think. Will yeah. there be honey? Yes. Yeah, there'll definitely be honey, and uh, we'll have some Garnet Valley Ranch honey. Uh, you know, having the lavender so close and all, all the other areas for the bees, it's, uh, yeah. it'll be a very unique honey. Daryl Brooker, he's the CEO. Chris Coletta is the co-founder uh, of the Garnet Valley uh, Ranch, Okanagan Crush Pad Garnet Valley Ranch. Uh, what what is the reaction from your employees now about all this? Like, do they buy in, or they're already bought in, or that's how you find them now? Or I think you have to be bought in. I mean, it's a lot of extra work, yeah. uh, especially for the team out in the vineyard. Yeah. And if you're not committed to this t- style of farming you probably will go work somewhere where it's perhaps a little easier. Mm-hmm. So it is. it doesn't get easier in some ways. I, I do believe or, that as the vines grow, um, they find their own balance. And yeah. yes, uh, over time it does. But as you can see, we're constantly planting new young vines. Mm-hmm. And those are a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it, if you think about it a little bit differently, it does get easier in the sense that you're more in tune with your vineyard, more in tune with your vine. Yeah. It, because you don't have a you don't have any tools in your toolbox to fix an issue. So you're, you're staying ahead of the problem. And yeah. so I think in that sense, it, it makes the overall philosophical management of a vineyard easier. And you told me something, I'm looking at the vineyards, wow, they look great. And you say, yeah, there's a lot of vines missing, more than you might imagine. And we, we you know, we have to look after that too. Yeah, yeah Next definitely. up. Yeah. Yeah, so you be out there one at a time. Yeah, yeah, plant, going back and planting one at a time. And that ha- that happens in a lot of vineyards, especially yeah. when you're planting new areas. Uh, so we're going to pause next year and go back and make sure that, uh, you know, go back through and reorder our vineyard blocks and make sure that we're uh, 100% full. I think it's. Uh, I just love the whole idea of what's going on here. I, I, I think it's fantastic. I commend you both. I don't know how, where you find the time to do it all, but I love it, and I, and I love the leadership because I think a lot of people are watching what you're doing too, and that's that's really good for the whole valley, for the, for the whole province. Really, we're all over many different valleys now. Yeah. I was Daryl Brooker and Christine Coletta from Okanagan Crush Pad. We're coming to you from Okanagan Crush Pad's Garnet Valley Ranch today, just above the town of Summerland. Up next. Thomas Tumbach, he's the locomotive organic delivery man, and Tony Boot, she's going to talk about Oasis Lavenders Cooperative. Uh, she is the co-founder of that. Our show is available on demand across all the major podcast platforms. It's the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. 
Claude de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Claude de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. The Inn at Therapy Vineyards invites you to get away for a luxurious retreat experience. Modern rooms overlooking the vineyards and Lake Okanagan set the tone for a relaxing and refreshing stay on the Naramata bench. Relax on your patio, soak in the hot tub, and enjoy a guided tasting experience in the Therapy Vineyards wine shop. Book your room or order Therapy Vineyards award-winning wines and have them delivered to your door at therapyvineyards.com. Because everyone needs a little therapy. The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summer Hills Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summer Hill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summer Hill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. From the Save On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. We've been doing all this late night talking about anything you wanna till the morning. Hello, British Columbia. We're on the road again today. We're on location at Okanagan Crush Pads Garnet Valley Ranch in Summerland. Uh, it's just, it's so spectacular to be here, to be able to, to be just up above Giant's Head, looking down towards the lake, uh, about, I don't know, 10K out of the town of Summerland. We're joined by, uh, two guests now, Thomas uh, Tumbach from Locomotive Organic Delivery and Tony Boot from the Oasis Lavender Farm, who both work on this farm site, uh, in the lower areas of, of this vineyard, which really speaks to the, uh, mixed land use and, uh, it reminds me more and more, it doesn't look like Italy, but having all of these things happening in one spot around vineyards, having mixed farming, uh, the biodiversity here is fantastic, and that's what we need to do if we're going to make it uh, out of this uh, next century, I guess. Welcome to the show. That was a long introduction. Great Thank to have you, you too. Thank you. Lavender and vegetables. Pretty good match. Let's start with the vegetables. You've been here a little bit longer. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that Chris, uh, they they tried to grow some vegetables early on, but of course, you know, they're they're grape growers. What do they know? Exactly. But you seem to know a lot because uh, it's thriving down there. Is it a nice piece of dirt? It's amazing. This yeah. uh, spot is has been collecting minerals, and the soil has uh, gradually over time, I think, become 
better and better for vegetable farming as opposed to, say, grapes that yeah. might prefer a different type of soil. Uh, it's organic farming? Yes. What does that mean for, for vegetables? We kind of know what it means for for uh, grapes. Is it different or same? Well, or? It, it is uh, different in a lot of ways. I guess you got to go back to where the root of organic farming comes from. So mm-hmm. organic is referring to the organic matter in the soil. Yeah. And organic matter does number of things for the soil. One is structure. It holds moisture. It, it creates drainage opportunity for the soil. So when you farm organically, you're building a soil and you're basically creating uh, the perfect conditions for vegetables to grow. So mm. the longer we're here, the more cover cropping we do, the more compost we spread. All the practices we do, we're trying to baby the soil along so it's this perfect matrix for, for vegetables. Uh, Thomas Tumbach, he's from Locomotive uh, Organic Delivery. Tony Boot, you're growing lavender around the corner. Is it the same or different for you? Uh, why is it a good spot for lavender? Lavender needs a lot of sun. Mm-hmm. It needs uh, fast draining soil, and it needs um, very little in nutrients. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the things that um, Thomas is building up in his in his farm for uh, compost with compost and or- organics, right. um, we don't we don't do don't that. that. We yeah. don't need that. We do plant when we put the babies into the ground. We do use some um, organic compost mm-hmm. uh, just to give them a little boost of nitrogen, and then they're on their own. And are they like vines? Do they last 20, 30, 40 years, or how long does a lavender plant last? Well, they are perennials, but, you know, 10, 12, 15 years maybe. Mm. We will be replanting um, as through the years yeah. uh, every 10 years. Okay. Uh, let's go back to vegetables. So uh, October has got to be a fantastic time. It's a great harvest time. What, what are the sort of things that will be coming in uh, all month? Well, at this time of year, we're really trying to bring the harvest in. So we've left the crops in the ground so that they get that fall sweetness, which comes with the colder weather right. and the shorter days. And so things like the root crops, carrots, mm-hmm. beets, uh, potatoes, and then, of course, the fall squashes, pumpkins anything in those families yeah and uh they're all coming off really nicely a really good harvest for those mm. and is, is that the kind of thing you recommend eating right away or are those the things you want to store all winter uh, they seem like crops that could be stored but they are there we we grow them to be capped so we try to get them to the perfect size which is usually fairly large and they go into a, a storage mm-hmm. facility and uh, we can chip away at those for the next six months, so well yep. into April. So if I was here in the summer, what like what are some of the other things? Do you, are you growing tomatoes here, for instance? Yes. So yes. we grow a, a variety of vegetables. We grow up to about 40 different kinds of vegetables wow. on the property. Wow. And uh, we rotate the crops around so they all get a different spot every year. And then uh, we, we also do have some perennials, so we have things like asparagus and strawberries that grow in the same place every year. Mm. But... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of variety, and it's a very uh, it's a very busy season where you're trying to basically keep up with all the production and and yeah. keep on top of all the crops. And there's corn here too, I think. Is yeah, there we not? do. We yeah. we have some corn. How's we, that doing? Uh, it, it it does okay. We are a slightly higher altitude, so we don't grow a lot of corn. It's more just for our favorite customers who. Mm 
can can get a little taste of corn from our property. Yeah. So, yeah. And Tony, what 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 can we do with lavender? What what's the plan? Is it uh, is it a flower? Is it a herb? Is it a is a something you <laughs> you cook up? I don't know. I I don't know much about lavender other than I know it smells great. Tony, there are so many things. Yeah. What you said, yes, it's a flower. It's an herb. Uh, we'll be making essential oils starting next year from the the different varieties that we've planted. Mm. We have they're kind of separated into two: culinary lavender, and then ones that have a higher oil content. Right. Uh, you have to grow them for three years before you can get the essential oils out of them. Mm. Uh, we are already making value-added products using our lavender buds. And right now we're purchasing uh, organic essential oil, lavender essential oil. Uh, and we use organic products uh, as much as we can. We source those um, and yeah, so that philosophy and it goes along with our commitment to organic farming. Yeah. In terms of the farming, like do you get uh, one crop a year or two crops, or does it stay up all year? What? what? Um, no, it doesn't stay up all year because um, after the the buds form yeah. and change color, then the flowers actually open, and that's where that's where the bees come in and they're interested in that. But we want to harvest. Uh, when just a few of the flowers are actually open. Okay. So we'll harvest, and, and the different lavenders that we have, we have eight different varieties right okay. now. Yep. They all come into bloom, you know, kind of one, one after, after the, the other. other. Right. And so uh, over the time from probably late June to mid-July is our first harvest, mm-hmm. and then um, we we'll have done our second harvest so now we're, we're finished our second harvest right and um getting getting the the farm ready for the winter so oasislavender.ca is that where we get the product is that the best place to uh within a few days our yeah. store will be online oh great um we really wanted to capitalize on the gift market like the the holiday yep. markets that are coming up yeah, yeah absolutely so we started that work um august yeah uh you know getting the pictures done sure. and getting all of the products ready and you know, all of that that has to go into online marketing. And what would be something that I should be buying for the holiday season? What What would you recommend for someone who doesn't really know much about it, wants to discover it? Well, um, there are all kinds of different products, um, culinary products that you might yeah. use in baking um, or in a tea, for example. And then there are... Um, there's hand and body soap, lotion bars, wow. uh, shaving bar, shampoo bars, okay. all of those kinds of things. Right on. And we're expanding year over year. And Thomas, uh, how do we work with you if we want to get these vegetables? Uh, I know that yeah. you were busy delivering a lot during the pandemic, but how, how right. is it working at the moment? Yeah, so we have a couple of ways to um, find our veggies. And uh, one is in Penticton. We have a market at the Apple Plaza, and it's a small produce market. We sell all kinds of groceries as well from local purveyors, mm-hmm. and uh, we try to make local products accessible for everybody. Yep. And we're open there uh, six days a week, uh, closed on Sundays. Um, also, we have our online website, localmotive.ca, and we serve the entire South Okanagan Valley it's a home delivery service, so it's a su- subscription. We say, we farm, you subscribe, we deliver. Mm-hmm. That's our, that's our, the way we operate that business. So 
Um, people sign up online and they can shop for the products they want, but typically it involves what is called a CSA box of veggies, which stands for Consumer Supported Agriculture. So by subscribing to a box of vegetables, we can plan ahead as farmers and know how much to plant yeah. and, and do really accurate farming. Mm-hmm. And that way we're not wasting our time, yeah. wasting food, and uh, we get a really good product into the hands of our consumers. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, listen, it's great to catch up with both of you. I'm pretty excited about it. I, I assume in the years to come, people are going to come up into this valley and actually see participate in uh, in what you're doing right here on the site of course they'll be here to taste wine and and check things out so it's really exciting to have this biodiversity uh growing already uh, in bc and uh, I, I wish you both well and please keep it up thank you so much thank you <laughs> that was thomas tumbach and tony boot who are managed crops here at the garnet valley ranch that's where we're coming to you from today just above the town of summerland up next christine coletta and daryl brooker return we're going to talk about Pinot Noir, uh, one of the major, uh, most important wines that's probably going to come out of this ranch in the next 20 years. I'm Anthony Gismondi. You're listening to BC Food & Wine Radio. We'll be right back. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature, Liber's terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkameen Valleys. Join the wine club to receive delivery of award-winning wines, new releases in spring and fall, early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Liber Farm and Winery looks forward to hosting you in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place to relax, take your time, enjoy our beautiful fall weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With over 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight local craft breweries and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for a peaceful fall getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room and restaurant hours, and for even more trip inspiration, head to visitpenticton.com. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax, with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. Hello, I'm Anthony Gismondi, and after four decades in the wine business, I know that the wine you like is always the best one for you. Anyone who tells you differently is simply wrong. The trick is how to get there. My advice? Try as many different wines as possible to discover your favorites. We evaluate about 3,000 wines a year at GismondiOnWine.com to help you sort through the clutter in the market, and we make it easy to search through our results. After all, life is way too short to drink bad wine. So why not give us a go at GismondiOnWine.com? 
From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. My bad habits lead to nights and in alone. Conversations with a stranger I barely know. Swearing this will be the Hello, BC, and thanks for listening wherever you are across the British Columbia BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, we're coming to you today live from Okanagan Crush Pad's Garnet Valley Ranch. Our guests are Christine Coletta, co-founder of Okanagan Crush Pad, and CEO Daryl Brooker. They're both back. We're going to uh, we're going to talk about Pinot Noir, but just before we get to that, Chris, uh, we mentioned early in the show that we're that we're working out of this new uh, encampment on the top of a hill here at, uh, at Garnet Valley called the Outlook. Yes. And who's going to get to see the outlook other than special folks like us? Well, this uh, coming spring, we will be licensed as a winery on this property. Okay. And we will be able to host people here. And it will be an exclusive experience for club members, our shareholder group, and VIPs. Oh. So you got to be a club member if you want to get in here. Or a shareholder. (laughs) Or a shareholder, yeah, that's nice. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So we we really have been limited for space at our existing winery at Okanagan Crush Pad. So this is a place where we can take people that are really uh, committed to what we're doing and some of our best customers will come up here. Will Will you crush wine up here in the future, or that'll all be down below or up here? Or? No, we'll be. We'll actually. The next phase is, is to build a little winery, yeah, a thoughtful winery on a, this property. A thoughtful one. Well, one that fits into the carbon footprint plans. Exactly. Yes. Uh, a solar powered winery. Yeah. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. Maybe wind powered. Ah, nice. <laughs> There's a lot of wind here. There is. It's. it's I actually, I, I have to get over. Is the windmill still over at the uh, pond? Or yes, is that... we, we'll take you over there in the golf cart later. Yeah. But yes, the windmill is there doing its thing. There we go. Uh, well, I want to talk about Pinot Noir. I think it's a. I think it's going to be a huge part of the future of uh, of the Okanagan, especially here in the north. Uh, so let's talk a bit about that, Daryl, and what, what, what have you got planned? How much Pinot is in the ground, or how many acres can you work with, that sort of thing? Yeah, right now, we uh, just on half of the vineyard is Pinot Noir, uh, so around about 30 acres, and mm. we expect we'll end up closer to 60 acres of Pinot Noir. But, but it's all very different, uh, as you can see by sitting here. You know, there's slopes, there's uh, different parts, different soil types, and then, of course, we've got multiple clones planted here as well. Yeah. Uh, well, if it was 30 years ago, we'd all be talking about how you're going to make great Burgundy here. We never talk about that anymore. We we talk about how you're going to make great Okanagan Pinot Noir. How would you describe an Okanagan Pinot Noir, say, versus what other people are doing around the world? Yeah, it's it, you're right. It's very unique, and we don't compare it to anywhere else in the world anymore, and I'm very happy about that. So uh, I think our Pinot Noir, it has great depth. Uh, surprisingly for a lot of people, uh, they're actually more structured than you might find in other places. Uh, we get a lot of tannin. That's, that's to do with our long, uh, hot, dry summers. Uh, so really, as a winemaker, you're trying to tame Pinot Noir. You're trying to pull it back a little bit. Whereas, you know, when I've made Pinot Noir in New Zealand and other parts around the world, you're trying to pull more out of it. So you, you have to philosophically, you have to take a very different approach to Pinot Noir. So we're yeah. cold, but but we're warm. I've been tasting. You see, <laughs> yeah. we're cold, but but we're uh, warm too. E- exactly. You know, we're we're cool for half the year, and then we're very we're a warm climate for uh, the middle of the season. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about these two wines because it's interesting, 20 and 21, uh, same place, same wine, very different wines in the glass. 
Definitely, yeah. Twenty twenty was uh, was a very slow start to the season. Quite a nice but moderate summer, and then a very warm September. It's exactly the way twenty twenty two is tracking, and then twenty one is by far one of the hottest years we've we've ever seen in VC. And uh, so you've got a very uh, structured darker wine from twenty twenty, and then a lighter, more ruby colored wine in twenty twenty one, and then a from a winemaking point of view, you know that that's enhanced a little bit in the winery as well. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited to for people to see. I don't know when when will you release the 2021, Chris? Will it be in the spring when this the facility spring? opens? Yes, because it's got a lovely new label. It does. Yes, do you, you do all this stuff. Is that more or less right? Or Honestly, you, you have I the could, ideas. If I could just do this, I'd be quite happy. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's fun. It is fun. Yeah, it's fun to create something new. Um, and what the, what are people going to see on the front of that label? Well, it's Garnet Valley Ranch, so it's the very first wines coming from this property. Yeah. Um, the there's a circle and it represents the stages of the moon, and then there's a very low profile um, of our landscape. Yeah. So it's a very simple label and not a lot of information on the back. Yeah. Uh, nice and clean. When I, you know, when I say to people you should have simple labels, this is what I dream of labels like this because they're just so striking and so easy to understand understated and uh, it's kind of like well i'm here but it's what's inside the bottle that really counts and you should open it and try it definitely is it going to be hard to sell wine like the way the pricing like you've been around a long time what do you think about the price of wine and how, how wine is sold and i think things are going to change for us again yeah. um we're seeing a significant uh, downturn in hospitality mm-hmm. so a lot of people are turning their uh, attention and their channels to different markets, mainly direct to. Mm-hmm. So uh, wine clubs uh, again back to what so, we're doing. Sorry, here. when you say hospitality, you mean restaurants? Restaurants like and there's, hotels. There's not going to be a pile of them out there. Well, they have, they're slow. Or? They're slow to recover from COVID. From COVID so I yeah. think all of us are going to be looking at different channels. Yeah. Everyone is uh, working hard at creating an on-site experience that people can resonate with, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then take uh, take wines home and enjoy them throughout the year. Mm. I think the visit to a winery is really the starting point for people establishing a long-term relationship with that winery. Our guests are Chris Coletta. She's the co-founder at Okanagan Crush Pad, and uh, Daryl Brooker uh, is the CEO here and uh, an accomplished winemaker for many years. Uh, what do you think about the state of wine globally, uh, Daryl, and where we are, where we fit in? We're always anxious to know where we fit in. What do you think? Yeah, I I think we've got some great attention over the last five years, but it's the the global wine world is always looking for what's new, and I think what's interesting now is that uh, you know we're we're not new anymore, and so we need to keep on upping our game, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it the wine world's getting smaller, not bigger, and what I mean by that, obviously, wine consumption and and, and production is still growing, but people are interested in small and the unique stories, not the big uh, corporations like they used to be, where, mm-hmm. where you know you could go into a supermarket and find five wine, five different wineries on the shelf. But you know, so I think the smaller and more unique the story is, and that's really what the Okanagan is. If I compared us to anywhere, and it's been done many times, it's it's New Zealand. I don't mean in wine style, but the way we sell, we're never going to be the cheapest because our costs of production are too high sure but we can strive to be the best there's, yeah. there's no room in the Okanagan for average wine we have to we have to push the quality boundaries. yeah and we need leaders to do that I yeah think. but it, it seems like people will follow if that's that's going to be the course well we know it's going to be the course just because of the cost of land alone I agree and green we've talked enough about mm-hmm. it today but uh, but you know we can be the green valley we can yeah. lead the way environmentally 
Uh, Chris, so we talked a little bit about people get the wine, join the club. What's it? Go to the website. Is everything available for them there to uh, sign up, there. join, maybe get to, out to the Outlook once a year? Or? Definitely, yes. They yeah. can check out our club offerings and our new owner circle program. Yeah. And uh, it's all there on the website, okanogancrushpad.com. And if I buy wine today, how soon do I get it? Because I, I know there's not going to be a lot of wine. Uh, you know, this fall looks like a shortage again. Will I get something in a week or two weeks or a month when I order something? I think you'll get it in two days. Two days. Yeah. I am really, really impressed with yeah. our direct team and their speed. Wow. And uh, I've had many people say, oh, I ordered a wine and it came two days later, which is great. Fantastic. Thanks so much for hosting us today at this spectacular site. Uh, we need we need a movie up here for people to see this around the world. It's so cool. Uh, it's just it's just amazing what you've done in a short period of time. I, I imagine you never sleep. I don't because I have to keep my husband moving forward. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's on to an, another project now that this yeah. one is <laughs> we never see him <laughs> no we never see him <laughs> yeah christine coletta daryl brooker thanks so much for hosting the bc food wine radio network today uh, we've had a great time up here and uh, wish you luck with the end of the harvest and uh, all the things that are going to happen up here in the next year or two thank you it was thank great you. to see you again that's it for today's shows, folks. Uh, as I say, special thanks to our host here at the Okanagan Crush Pads, Garnet Valley Ranch, and our production team, including on-site producer Mike Whittingham, our studio producer Dwayne Bishop, assignment producer Sherry Caleb, and our director of operations, Stu Ferguson. I'm Anthony Gizmani, and for all of us at the show, thanks for joining us. We'll be back in Vancouver's home studios next week, the B&M Bloomberg 1410. Until then, enjoy the weekend. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.